Are you ready? We ready. We ready. We ready for y'all. Welcome to my podcast, We Ready. The story of an inner city high school football coach and his attempt to affect the lives of young men in a positive way, while at the same time raising a family. Game day. Yes, it's Friday, October 16th, 2020. It's a beautiful day outside as we look forward to the opening kickoff, the Friday Night Lights, once again. It's homecoming tonight. As we play our arch rival, the Kingston Tigers. It will be the 123rd clash between these two proud programs. Last night, we experienced our bonfire, our homecoming. In the wee hours of this morning, I was out. And I was spray painting the campus. Tigers rule. I got a phone call this morning from my superintendent. And he asked me, Coach, were you spray painting graffiti on the buildings at 4 a.m. today? I replied, No, sir. Absolutely not. I would never do such a thing. He said, Coach, we're looking at the video cameras and it looks just like you. I said, Sir, it had to be someone from Kingston. Break down! Today's dedication, I dedicate this, episode 6 of 11, to my nephew and godson, Brian David Chatham, who left this earth tragically in the wee hours of Memorial Day, 2007. Like so many young people in America today, Brian suffered from addiction. I dedicate this podcast in the memory of Brian's life, and to Brian's parents, my brother Russ, my sister-in-law Trish, and to Brian's older brother, my nephew, Russell Jr. I'll never forget when I first heard of the passing of my nephew, Brian. On that Memorial Day, That morning, I was outside in my yard in Newburgh. I was mowing the lawn. I was preparing for a picnic that afternoon. And I remember going in the house to get a drink of water. And I was excited for that was going to be a great family day. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw the answering machine. The red light was flashing. 
And I was in such a hurry to get back outside. And I said to myself, I'll get it later. But something was gnawing at me. And I turned and I went to listen to the recording on that answering machine. And it was one that is etched in my mind forever. It was a message from my brother telling me that my nephew had passed. I immediately got into my car and drove two hours to my brother as we exchanged hugs and disbelief that Brian was gone. On that ride, I felt great anxiety and sadness for I had longed to try to reach my nephew Brian. And there were times that I would put my arm around him and try to talk to him about his issues with addiction. And there were times that I practiced tough love. I didn't really understand addiction at the time. I thought it was something that, you know, I could, I could knock some sense into him and get him to straighten up. But I realized, I realized sometime after that, that this addiction is not something you can beat up. It's something that we must try to understand. For Brian and others that are addicted, they don't want to have that addiction. Addiction can rule your life. What we need to do to help those that are addicted is to understand and to get help for them. I dedicate this episode to you, Brian, to your family, and to all those who are dealing with addiction. May you rest in peace, Brian. You are always in my heart and in my mind. I love you. Break out! Today's team meeting, developing goal-back pride. Our football family, the development of the young men in the goal-back football program. That was my mission. And some of my beliefs and some of our traditions that we passed along will be shared today. Go back pride. Being proud of your efforts. Making yourself, your family, your community proud to be a goal back. Everything we did was designed to uplift our young men, to teach them that hard work and discipline and focus are meaningful and are tools 
to live a more productive and successful life. Each season, we had a theme, a mantra that we would use, that we would say, that would remind us that we are together as one, whether it be see it, believe it, achieve it, knock the door down in 04, be great in 08. The belief, the feeling, bleeding blue and gold, having one heartbeat, we not I, was something that we believed in, something that we constantly preached. Our contracts, those were written agreements that we would do our best to abide by the Goldback principles. The loyalty, the respect that we so longed for in our program. I heard a quote not too long ago by the head football coach at a famous university, and he talked about relatives make us have the same bloodlines, but loyalty means that we're a family. And in that loyalty, we preached some basic values the values of respect, the golden rule, to treat others the way we want to be treated. Our locker room was a sacred place and we trusted one another. We would never steal from one another. We had many beliefs in the Goldback program Many opportunities to develop great memories and great pride. Our breakdown that breakdown. Some of you who are not familiar with the Goldback program, you may be wondering, what the heck is he doing? Why does he keep doing that? Well, for those of you in our program, you know that that breakdown is a readiness. It answers the question of, are you ready? Yes, we ready. That breakdown, that togetherness, getting in the football position, those four claps in unison, is a very simple, basic understanding of what one heartbeat means. And there was a proper way of doing it. We did it with all of our energy, all of our effort, with great posture and great technique. 
we would get in that breakdown position. And the players knew that we wouldn't halfway the, the breakdown. It meant something. One of our traditions was our annual hike. Those of you who remember it well, I get a lot of feedback. Coach, oh, how I missed the hike. It would be on the Saturday following the first week of fall camp. We'd get on a bus and travel across the Hudson River and disembark at the foot of the Mount Beacon exit. And we'd be in full pads and half the team would be in gold jerseys and half the team would be in blue jerseys. And we would grab a hold of a rope, a very long rope, and we would pledge to not let go of that rope until we reached the top of the summit. And it was a challenge. And there were times when some of us had difficulty making it, but with the help of our teammate, we all got to the top. And when we reached the top of that mountain, we would have our first contact of the season and then we would celebrate by singing the alma mater as we overlooked the mighty Hudson. As we walked down the mountain and we laughed and we shared and we were relieved that we made it, we would then get back on the bus and go back to the high school and have our annual blue-gold scrimmage followed by the blue-gold picnic. I know many of you have have fond memories of, of the hike. We had many other traditions. And one of the themes or one of the traditions that we have always centered around accountability for those contracts gave our signature, our word, that we would be accountable to the program, to each other. We held ourselves to a high standard, oftentimes a much higher standard than our fellow classmates at Newburgh Free Academy. The standard of being loyal, being accountable, and understanding that the decisions we make as individuals affect the whole group, whether that be on a team, in a family, in a corporation. And we practiced that belief. Our actions on the football field were a direct result of each individual's effort and execution for the success of that particular play. And that's the way we handled the accountability in our program. Everything we did was about team. There were no individual awards or consequences. For example, at the end of the season, 
There are some programs that give out all kinds of individual trophies, awards for offensive, defensive, MVP, those type of things. The only thing we ever gave out were team awards. Our game goals, we had a goal board in our locker room, and our players took great pride in that goal board. In our team meeting following the ball game, we would give out decals to everyone on the team if we achieved that goal from that previous ball game. And our players took great pride in placing those those decals on their helmets. And everyone had the same decals. Those helmets, those Vegas gold helmets, the tradition of those helmets. When I played for the Goldbacks, those helmets were spray painted before every ball game with Vegas Leaf Gold by our loved and departed Chicky down in the athletic office. I made our present head football coach, Bill Bianco, promise me that he would never change the helmet. That was one of the things I asked in keeping the tradition of the goalbacks. And he graciously agreed he would never change our helmet. Our tradition, the way we developed our program, was based on a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and sometimes some tough love. That accountability that we talk about, sometimes we have to make sure others understand people will doubt what you say, they will believe what you do. In teaching our young men the importance of accountability We believed that if one person had success, we would all celebrate it. And if one person let us down and didn't practice good decision-making, we would all be accountable for it. We had a hill over at North Junior High School called the Pride Hill. For some of you younger players in the program now, you may not remember or, or even know that the Goldback football team used to walk from our campus through the city streets over to North Junior High School to practice. Before 2008, Academy Field was grass, and we wanted to keep it nice for ball games, so we would have to go over to North Junior High School. And at North Junior High School, those of you I'm sure remember, 
We had the pride hill. And if we jumped off sides or if someone was late or if someone wasn't paying attention, I would just point to the hill and tell the young men to go get some pride. And I would tell them, you think about your focus while you're running those hills. Or if we were doing up-downs because someone skipped a class that day or someone was caught smoking in the bathroom. Everything we did, we did as one. I think it taught accountability to the program and to each other. The way we dressed on game day, we would all wear our game jerseys in the hallway. It wasn't half of us would or three quarters of us would. If we're going to give out the game jerseys, I would tell the captains, we're all going to wear the game jersey. We're going to be as one. The way we dressed for game day, we're all going to wear the same socks, the same shirt underneath our uniform. We're going to all look the same because that's a pride. That's a togetherness. And that's a belief. We had a verbiage in our program, a verbiage which used the synonyms sasset and dasser. Our offense would break the huddle with sasset, stance alignment, split assignment. And our offense had great pride in knowing that our Assignment was based on Sasa. And on defense, it was Dassert. Down a distance, assignment, stance, effort, responsibility, and technique. And we would break that defensive huddle with ready, Dassert. There are so many stories. I would tell the young men because I believe storytelling is a great teacher and it helps us to remember lessons in life. One of the stories I would tell is called Tighten the Screws. And it's a story that I tell because sometimes things are going to hurt you more as a coach than it will as it would hurt the team. There are times when you know that the only thing that needs to be done at that time is to tighten the screws. It goes like this. Many years ago, there was a young boy who grew with his legs growing crooked and the dad took the young boy to a specialist and the specialist prescribed 
braces for the young man. And these braces were designed so that over time, as the boy grew, his legs would straighten out, but they would only straighten out if the brace was tightened. And each night, as the boy grew, the braces created more and more pain as his dad had to tighten those screws. And it got so bad that the young boy would hide. And when the dad found him, he would hug the young boy. And with tears in his eyes, his dad would tighten those screws each night. And finally, the day came. The brace was removed and the boy was able to walk normally. And there was so much relief and so much happiness in the family. And the young boy was able to play the game that he had only watched from the sidelines. And he became an outstanding football player. And as he grew up and time went by and his dad passed, each Thanksgiving, the boy who now was a man and had a family of his own would tell the story of how his dad would tighten the screws and with tears in his eyes how thankful he was for he was teaching his children the story of how sometimes we as parents, as coaches, we have to tighten the screws because we know it's what's best. got a lot of feedback this past week, uh, a lot of questions, a, a lot of excitement about things that, that have happened in the program, and I think what I'm going to do is, in episode 11 down the road, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take questions, I'm going to answer questions, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give comments. I think, I think that's probably uh, something that, that I think everyone would enjoy, so I urge you to Send me your comments or your questions, and um, you can you can get them to me through Facebook, which the podcast is 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 going to be put up on Facebook, as you know. Um, you could also text me, instant message me, um, and uh, I'll take your questions and your comments, uh, and we'll talk about them on on our podcast eleven. Also, next week. On episode seven, I will have head football coach Bill Bianco as my special guest, and I look forward to having him on and sharing uh, with you all some of his experiences as the head football coach of the Goldbacks. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.
and go Goldbacks.